We're live, Life of Ball podcast. We give your game life. Today's going to be a little different. I got Tyler with me, of course, as we take a little break from trouble with the snap. Not a whole lot of Michigan, Michigan State stuff to talk, but I will add this because we love to talk Spartan stuff. Draymond Green with Steph Curry still works, Tyler. It just works still. I must add that. Absolutely. It's incredible. And uh, look, I know Draymond, uh, quote unquote, falling off is a big part of uh, the reason why the Warriors aren't where they normally are. But people forget, man. Clay Thompson is a threat, too. And when you have two different uh, shooters, guys like Clay and Steph who are both so good at coming off the screen, even though. Uh, you know, Curry can obviously make stuff. Both guys can kind of make stuff happen off the bounce. Uh, when they're both so good coming off screens and you can spread that floor, that just makes Draymond that much better. So you could argue Draymond's a system guy, and that's probably the case. But, you know, he's still near Hall of Fame resume. Oh, absolutely. It was. It's nice to see them play, uh, you know, basically Draymond as a, as a point forward sometimes, and they like to do the dribble handoff stuff. Obviously, Steph went nuts the other night. Uh, it's just incredible watching him still do the things he's doing. Obviously, and arguably, and a, you know, MVP season for Steph Curry this year, and I know there's other guys that are definitely in that with Jokic and Embiid and everybody. Uh, that's been mentioned, uh, you know, Luke is always in that discussion as well, but probably coming down to two guys and, and beat and Jokic. But I think Steph Curry has been the MVP this year. And I think he's been unbelievable. And the reason why I bring that up is because there's an opportunity for this wonderful play in system that our favorite person in the world, LeBron James will have to match up with Draymond and Steph. And look, Tyler and I have talked about LeBron a lot. I'll start off and say this. Look, clearly we're not huge fans and we've mentioned this multiple times this time of the year last year the michael jordan last dance came out so we were a lot about jordan and the bulls and then it always turns into a lebron jordan talk it's just you know gonna always come up i've got a problem with lebron james this year more than i ever have and I'm going to give you my reason. I, I'm not going to talk about the stuff he says. I'm not going to talk about all that stuff because clearly that's, you know, that doesn't make me too happy either. But I got a problem, Tyler, when LeBron James, you mentioned it and posted about it. When the play-in talk was LeBron having a huge discussion about how the play-in thing was ridiculous. Whoever came up with that should be fired. Now, when it was catering to LeBron, it was a great idea. And, and LeBron does this a lot, but I don't even want to talk about that even. This guy with this ankle injury really is throwing me off. Now, I'm not sitting here comparing myself to LeBron James, so everyone just pump the brakes. I'm just saying I've turned my ankle, a lot of people have. And with the trainers he has and all the rehab, and I just have a hard time with this, Tyler, where this whole – drama with him and this injury and how he sits out the games. And if you want to compare Jordan, look, I'm going to compare the end of Jordan's career. That dude was hurt all the time. They had to get fluid out of his knee and, and he was fighting. And, and, you know, honestly, the wizards had a good opportunity his first year to, they were fighting for a playoff spot. A lot of people forget about this. What a terrible team. And they were fighting for playoff supremacy. And he was, 
old. I mean, Jordan, who was not ready to play, clearly, he shouldn't have been playing. He could have walked off in the sunset after that last shot against the Jazz. He said, no, I still want to play. I play with the Wizards. I play with my old coach, Doug Collins. You know, they were obviously just great friends. This guy's trying to play every night at the age he was at. He got LeBron James with this ankle, and it's talked about every day. I got a major problem with that, Tyler. Uh, wait, we're, we're, we're talking LeBron today? Yeah, are, are we? Is that okay? Dude, when you when you said the Joker, I thought we were talking about Nikola Jokic, but you know what? I guess I can talk about LeBron too, uh, for being the Joker that he is. Look, it's embarrassing. Like, guy who, you know, after this injury, he's saying it's what what he said about it is what drives me nuts. If you're hurt, you're hurt. Whatever. You know, and obviously there's varying uh, degrees of ankle sprains and stuff like that. But to say, oh, I'll never be 100% again, like, give me a break. Give me a break. You at whatever age it is that you're at, um, I know he's up there in regard to uh, athlete standards. 36. 36. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if he was same age as me or a year older. But, yeah, up to athlete standards, I rolled my ankle when I was 16. You at 36 is in much better shape than I ever was at 16. Uh, I felt fine after. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes dealt with a high ankle sprain and beat the best defense in football in the Super Bowl. And uh, when you listen to certain uh, trainers, uh, there's one trainer in specific who I heard what it was, but I remember saying he goes i've never heard an athlete talk like that and you know to be an athlete you've got to be a little bit out of your mind. you know every every professional athlete in one way or another is out of their mind in regards to competitive nature and to sit there and say oh i'm never going to be the same again when you got Look, you you talked about the comparison with Jordan. It always gets brought up. You got Michael Jordan year three. Was it year two or three? He broke his foot. Year two. Year two. Yeah, year year two. And he was, and he wasn't supposed to play. And he was out sneaking in open gyms and stuff like that. Like there, there's that competitive nature that ultimately is. LeBron's one of the all-time greats, but. There's a competitive attitude and a competitive nature that kept him from being the greatest of all time. He has all the tools where he definitely should have been, but that's why he's not going to go down as the greatest of all time, and that's why in my book he's not even top five. Yeah. Honestly, I'm pretty much right there with you. It's hard for me to keep him out of the top five, but I typically do, especially when it comes to stuff like this. And as a competitor, I just – yeah, I just, I just don't look. The guy bothers me. Like, I don't care about the off court stuff. I really don't. You know, say what you want. You have the freedom to say whatever you want. Do I think some of the things he said have been ridiculous? I mean, yes. But I like to talk about the game. And and the thing that bothers me a lot about LeBron. And then David Black came out with something. I I sent this to you, Tyler, about how with you know he mentioned LeBron's never. He's not on Jordan's level because Jordan cared about us, not me. 
And a lot of people would take that. Well, what do you mean? Michael Jordan took up more shots. And well, that's not the point. The point was, that's a guy that coached him. And, and I know people are going to say, well, David Blatt has sour grapes. Well, of course he's going to. He came in there. He did a really good job. He led him to the finals. You know, LeBron had Kyrie love. They, they got there right away in that first year under David Blatt. And they lose. And the next year, he was doing really well as a coach. You know, they were in the first place in the Eastern Conference. He gets fired. Tyron Lue takes over. And obviously, we could go on and on how that whole final series went. I don't want to do that all day. But let's just say the phantom suspend uh, Draymond thing still bothers me. But I have a problem with the LeBron thing when they compare Jordan because there's so many things with this guy's career where I say, look, he's great. I get it. But when you're talking highest level, like this is your best player ever, or, or this is the best player in the league still. Like I argue he's the, I don't think he's the best player in the league. And honestly, this people off. I've been saying it for years. You know this, Tyler. I think when Kevin Durant has his mind right, and he's really just focused on basketball, I take Kevin Durant over LeBron James literally the last – six years i just think that he's the guy when the when the when the the playing field is level and they the warriors and everybody said that that wasn't a level playing field but they always want to rip Draymond and say he's trash well if he's trash then i guess the level it's a level playing field so i always love the hypocrisy of the lebron fans like if draymond's such trash then why are you saying the warriors are stacked because Draymond's trash. I, I always think yeah, that's funny Dray- to me. Draymond's number three on that team. If he's garbage, <laughs> if yeah, he's it, garbage, it just doesn't make that sense. That means the rest of the team is, and so it'd be two all stars and Clay and Steph going against Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron. And look, my my issue with LeBron is, you know, you, when you sit there and you talk about him, you have to talk about how he's a great passer, and it's. It's a basketball thing for me in regard that, yeah, he's a dynamite passer, but let's not mistake that for making your teammates better. You, you know, that that's the one thing that really gets me. Chris Bosh disappeared after he left Toronto. Let's be real. I mean, he, he had some uh, decent moments against Tim Duncan or whatever as Duncan was getting up there and Bosh was able to, you know, blow by him. But he didn't get the ball enough to, you know, continue to have to have that uh, continued impact on that series. And I think that, uh, you know, when you talk about LeBron being a great passer, yeah, he is. But look at the third guy on his team every time, you know, uh, he started putting these uh, super teams together. Uh, like I said, Chris Bosh kind of disappeared. Kevin Love was just an absolute stud in Minnesota and he completely fell off the map. The, yeah. Your third player does not fall off the map when you're uh, a superstar like that. You know, are there going to be less touches and everything else because they're coming from systems in Minnesota and Toronto where you know, they were absolutely the guy? Yeah, there, there's going to be those types of moments, but when you are that, you know, great of a player, you should be making your teammates better. And while he was a great passer, people often confuse the two. He, he, he didn't make his teammates better. You know, Steph Curry makes his teammates better. 
You want to know how I know that? Look at Draymond Green when Steph Curry's out and when Steph Curry's in. That's oh, the difference. And so that is uh, that's my biggest issue with him is he wants everything to be considered. Oh well, I make all my teammates better as he throws his garbage once under the bus and gets rid of them for new toys. And it happens all the time. I mean, that, that was always my biggest thing with him. And I think it got worse uh, when he went back to Cleveland, obviously. When he came back to Cleveland, it was set up pretty nicely. Kyrie was a young star. He comes in and says, okay, now I want to do what's right to make me look a little better, come back to where I'm from. I left him you know, high and dry. The Miami thing was starting to fall apart. We couldn't win anymore. Let me go back to Cleveland. Let me join a budding star like Kyrie. And, oh, by the way, let's get a guy like Kevin Love because he's at the top of his game. Now, 2015, the injuries, you know, were, were rough, and, and he played well. And, and they lose in six to a really good Warriors team. But the bottom line is they don't win that series with those guys healthy, in my opinion. Now, that's an opinion that a lot of people could fight. But I always go back to this then. Well, if those guys were that good, then it isn't all LeBron. You know, he's got such a good core with him all the time. Now, last year was just a weird year. Like, AD's unbelievable. We're going to talk about him here soon. AD's an unbelievable player when he's healthy. He just is. I mean, he can change the game. He can take the game over. And, And when you have two superstars like that, you know, unless it's even, you know, they're not losing. And I don't think, like, I think Kevin Durant made the biggest mistake ever leaving the Warriors. I think if he stays with the Warriors, him, Draymond, and Steph, uh, that's the best team in the West. I mean, you're just not beating that. With that system, it's, it's unbeatable, especially when they're healthy. And injuries mm-hmm. are a part of this, but the big thing that I always say, I, I, this isn't a, a one-verse player like Steph versus LeBron, because that's not a matchup. Steph's a point. LeBron's a, a, a huge forward. Much stronger, much more athletic. But look at how many times Steph Curry has been injured and fought back. I mean, they thought he was dead this year. He lands on his elbow against the Rockets, and it was over. I mean, everybody thought this guy is just – it's not going to work. They're going to sit him out. Why even risk it? This guy comes back and is fighting like crazy, playing out of his mind just to get into the playoffs. And LeBron's sitting here – you know, kind of hanging out on this ankle, making statements about this play-in. And this is what I want. And this is really selfish of me to say, but I don't care. I want him to come back, and I want him to lose. That does make it fun, though, for the NBA. Like, this is going to get into my next point, Tyler. I want away, really, but I want him to lose. Like, I think the league will be better without them. Like, I, I think the NBA with the young kids, was, with Zion, and some of these teams like the Grizzlies, who you love, have young kids that are really good. You got guys like Steph that are still exciting. You got guys like Luca that are, like, amazing. You got the big three in the nets, you know, that, that can work sometimes. The league will be fine, and that's what needs to happen to move forward because I think the NBA in the, in the long term here – isn't going to suffer when LeBron goes like it did with Jordan. When Jordan left, I feel like they were begging him to come back. <laughs> like when he left with the Bulls, remember the Tyler? It was Spurs versus Knicks, and no one cared. Like everyone was like, yeah. "This is boring." And I, I, I'm kind of curious. My question to you is: 
do you think that LeBron around, there's just too many people interested in him still, and that's probably why it's happened this way? Or do you still think it's like, no, he's still really, really good. He's a great player. You know, I guess that, that's my question. Is it his greatness still that keeps him around, or is it the ratings? Like, people still want to watch LeBron James. Oh, it's definitely not the ratings. You look at the ratings for the NBA Finals, and you can tell the fact that they only got, like, what, 1.54 million viewers in the last dance. The, yeah. Like, it's it's not the ratings. He He's a he's still, you know, a top 5'10 player in the league. He's, you know, he's still incredibly dominant um, when he wants to be, yeah. Uh, when he avoids that selective defense that I hate, when he plays great defense, like you sit there and you just think, gosh, you know, if you cared about defense past uh, your Eastern Conference final series with the Chicago Bulls when you were in Miami, if you cared about your defense, you know, for the last 10 years, that that's when people think you, that's why people think you could have been the best of all time. And uh, so it's it's got to be his, his uh, skill, obviously, why people are hanging around and, uh, you know, talk about him and he's still being pushed as the face of the league. But even when Jordan disappeared, like, you can just go back the last five years, like when the Warriors started their run. Um, you know, you can go back and you can even watch their last couple series the ratings were so much better than they were when, you know, it was LeBron and, you know, no disrespect to Miami, who was a really good team and the team that I really liked last year uh, with how they just kind of had everything going at once. Um, the ratings completely fell off. And it's because LeBron is who you pushed. Jimmy Butler's not a big enough star by himself to make it work for the other team. And so nobody gave a crap. And so, look, LeBron needs to go. They need to start pushing more faces out there. Um, You know, you you can continue with Steph. You said something about KD being the best player in the league. I'm going to say it's Steph. I think it's still Steph, and I think it's been Steph since the Warriors made their run. It's just people tended to forget about him because Kevin Durant was the one who took the shots at the end of games. doesn't mean he's better. And Curry does have issues with, you know, slightly bigger guys. But a five-on-five game, I want Steph Curry every time. Good argument that he could be the most valuable player at all times on the floor. And, like, a lot of people question his clutch stuff, which for a point guard, like I made this post the other day. I said, when's the last time or how many guys his size ever, or when we've been alive, let's say, how many guys – have basically been the best player on the floor, led their team to like the conference finals or finals. And the only guys I could really think of, Tyler, were Isaiah Thomas and Allen Iverson. Those are the only two guys that I could think of that were smaller guys like him that changed the game, basically were the best players on the floor a lot of the times, if not almost all of the time. And of course, when KD's there, KD's the guy, he's the MVP of the finals. But yeah, I mean, Steph Curry deserves so much credit, doesn't get a lot of it. And I think it's just because he isn't that high-flying athlete. But the way he does it is just as important or better at times. But back to LeBron, the, the thing that I – like you made some great points there. 
He's definitely a great player. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying he's a bad player. That'd be crazy. But I just think when you look at ratings and you look at how good he is, I just don't see how – I think there's a lot of guys that can take the reins. I guess, like, this is how the NBA works. You know how it goes, Tyler. Who's the next guy to take over, right? You know, Jordan retires, and it's like, okay, it's kind of a free-for-all. The Spurs win the next year, and then the Lakers kind of, you know – they, they get Shaq with Kobe and they kind of take over for a little bit. And then the Pistons kind of had their little fun there. The Spurs were still good. And then LeBron, right? He was the guy that was like, hey, listen, LeBron James, he's going to take this league over. But Kobe said, uh, hold, hold the phones. I'm the best player in this league. LeBron James, I always argue this with people and they get so mad at me, but it's the truth. There's not many times in his career where he had like, multiple years where there was no doubt and people get so mad at this. Like I'm saying multiple years, like that run with Kobe, when, when he was taking those guys, like assaults and winning, and he was pretty much having those major runs of scoring games. Like Steph has had, everybody said Kobe's the best in the world. LeBron, you know, he had that. He couldn't beat the Celtics. Then he goes to Miami. Okay. They lose the first year there. And, okay, then they had the two years where they won, but then, you know, the Spurs got him. And then he goes to Cleveland, and then, you know, the Warriors were, you know, beating him. And then, well, he had that one year where they won, and, yeah, he's the MVP, and, oh, he's the GOAT, he's the greatest. Well, then KD goes to the Warriors, and KD's kind of putting a wrench in that. And then he goes to the Lakers, and then his first year was, you know, he couldn't he couldn't win with those losers that were on his team, you know. And then he gets AD, and then they win in a bubble weird season. Like the point I always have with people is, look, you guys can say what you want, but it's not like LeBron is like dominating. And, and what they say, like other guys win on his watch, and that doesn't mean he's a terrible player. He's a great player, but this whole He's one of the best ever. He's the GOAT. He's way better than Jordan. I had this fight with guys all the time. I go, look, there was no doubt. Even when Jordan was losing, everybody knew he was the best player. You know, people can say, well, he still had to win at Pistons. Yes, he did. You, you can't put him over guys until he wins. But there was an, an argument even in the 80s when he was getting beat. He was by far the best individual player. You know, he was by far. And then he just, he just had to win. And then when he won, it was like, well, we already knew he was the best, but now there's no argument. I mean, Michael Jordan literally tired from, from parts of the 80s through the 3 P with the Bulls, all of pretty much the 90s, you know, besides that him sitting out, he was the best player in the league and nobody could argue it. LeBron James has never had that. He's never had that. And, and I don't care what anybody says because I just named all the things of all the years he's played where there was other guys that you could say were better. Kobe was better than him at times. You know, he just was, you know, other teams beat him. He, he, he froze out his first year with, with the big, big three in Miami. You know, the Warriors have beaten him. Steph Curry's made him. Kevin Durant has been a finals MVP two times on his watch against him. Like that, that's the thing that I always go to. And I just don't know how people don't see it. But the way he's ending his career is this is very much like Jordan, but he's not fighting. He's not fighting at the end like Jordan did to keep playing. Yeah, and there's also the uh, whole 
situation where, you know, you talked about other guys beating on his watch, you know. The Spurs were uh, Ray Allen three away from beating one more time. Uh, the Warriors were a Kyrie Irving three. You know, everyone talks about the block. They still don't win that game without Kyrie's shot. And, no. you know, people can say what they want about the Paxson and Kerr thing. Well, guess what? If Paxson and Kerr miss those shots, the Bulls still have an opportunity to win uh, the seventh game. If Ray Allen misses that shot, the Heat are done. If Kyrie Irving misses that shot, Seth Curry is knocking down some free throws and wrapping that thing up. Like, th- that's two more times where not even did he uh, – not even, uh, you know, did other people just, other people didn't beat him, but it was a situation where he had his moments to be a hero, and he didn't do it. And look, look they won a one without uh, the block on Iguodala, too, but get the ball in your hands. Get, get the ball in your hands and make that play, because if Kyrie misses that shot, LeBron's coming after him. If Ray Allen misses yeah. that shot, LeBron's coming after him. Even though Ray Allen at that time, and well now even, he's the second best shooter of all time in my opinion. So yeah. he he's not only uh, let other people eat, he let other people, you know, serve up his dishes as well. And to mm-hmm. me that that's where it kind of falls too. Oh well. LeBron hit this shot against Toronto, and he's hit his own big shots. Yeah, he has, but he's never come out and demanded the ball, but he's demanded that his teammates have made plays for him, and that's evident with how often he throws guys under the bus. He he does it all the time. This is the bottom line with all that stuff. I mean, we could talk about a lot, but the the big thing that – these are very important things to talk about. One thing that I always got with LeBron was when he was in Cleveland the first time, I said it a lot of times, but people need to hear this. He was doing a job leading a bunch of guys that were role players, you know, getting guys better. He was a young athletic star, um, unbelievably athletic, just something we've never seen before. The, the whole package of physicality. The first time. <clears throat> oh my gosh. I mean, the, the mixture of physicality, ball handling skills, scoring, playmaking and leading those guys was really inspiring. I mean, he beat our Pistons in 2007, a team that was, you know, coming towards the end of their run, but a really good team, you know, with Chauncey, Rip still there, Tayshawn, Tayshawn, Ben. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it was like he's getting over the top here. He gets swept, you know, swept by a really good Spurs team. Obviously, you know, the Celtics, they, they said, we're going to have to get a little more firepower. I'm not going to use that against LeBron, like, because I just think they weren't good enough in Cleveland. The problem I always had with LeBron was, okay, well, you left that situation that wasn't good enough for you, and rightfully so. Yeah. But what happened in Miami? Like, you, you know, that always bothers me with LeBron. Was You go to Miami, and, you know, honestly, I think he ruined a lot of things for Chris Bosh. Like, I really do. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Bosh was so important. And without Chris Bosh, they do not win that game six. I mean, he he offensive rebounds. You know, people always talk about, well, the Ray Allen shot. Yeah, but Chris Bosh got that rebound. I mean, oh, yeah. He missed the shot. 
LeBron James missed the shot to tie it. Chris Bosh doesn't, if he doesn't get that offensive rebound, it's over. And you're talking yep. about one and four now, not two and four. And I always have a problem with that, with the whole LeBron fandom thing is people need to realize that this guy like didn't just do it with the guys he had, but not only that, when they got the guys he did want, he didn't do it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I always have a problem with that. I always will. I think that. Well, look at like, people... this. Look, look at last year's finals. The games that the Lakers won. Who was the best player in those four games? Well, it wasn't LeBron. Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis arguably was, and I get that. Here's one quick thing I want to add, and I want because I know you got a lot to talk about this. When they compare Michael Jordan, I always tell people this too. Michael Jordan, like, he doesn't win without Scottie Pippen. I said, look, I love Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen w- was one of my favorite players. Scottie Pippen was not helping him enough at the beginning, whether it's the migraine game in 90 where he doesn't show up in game seven and Jordan scores 31, eight and eight. And Horace Grant was his third option. And Horace Grant was a really good player. And, and honestly, I, I love the, the statement when people say Horace Grant was just as valuable or more than Dennis Rodman at times because he was. He's a guy that could hit the mid-range shot. He rebounded. He defended well. But he was a guy they drafted. Michael Jordan made these guys better. They stayed. Scotty Pippen, there was a stat, Tyler, where it was late 80s. I think they were playing the Cavs. In the first round, you know how many points Scotty Pippen averaged in that series Jordan hit the game winner? Nine points per game. Nine. That that's not really that good. <laughs> you know, it's like Michael <laughs> was playing with guys they drafted that weren't ready yet. You know, it's very similar to how LeBron started. Where well, you know, don't guys forget like, too uh, the best the best two players on the Bulls when Jordan was drafted ended up getting kicked out of the league because they were part of that cocaine circus. So <laughs> like he not only got drafted and was the best player immediately, that would be like LeBron getting drafted and Zotrunas Tokoskis getting kicked out of the league. Like, <laughs> he, he needed that He needed that big white boy. So I think that, that there's a lot of uh, differences in regard to that. Uh, LeBron's been kicking this team since he got to go to Miami. And ultimately, you know, I, I respected him still when he went to Miami. I thought, you know what, Cleveland wasn't really doing anything to help him. And so I understood all that, and I respected him. Like, you know what, you deserve an opportunity to get a ring, go do it. And he won. And then it was that moment he jumped back to Cleveland where I was just like, oh, now you're going to go back. Now that you have Kyrie and Kevin Love, you're not just going to do it for the fans. You're going to try to do it for yourself. And really since then, everything's been about, you know, him putting himself on this pedestal all the way up to, you know, last year's uh, final uh, acceptance speech thing. I want my respect, too. Like, oh, geez. Don't get me started. I mean, greatest don't have to beg for respect. They earn it. And, well, you he know, does. That's the thing, Tyler. He has to beg for that. You want to know why? Because there's a lot of people like me and you and people even that have than me, than me and you that played that they kind of looked down on him a little bit as far as this goat stuff because of that. Charles Barkley. Yeah, and the thing, the thing that there's so many things we could say. 
the thing that another thing that bothers me with LeBron and Michael Jordan, obviously sticking with your same team is nice. A lot of people like to bring up, well, LeBron didn't start this, you know, joining forces. The Celtics did. No, Ray Allen is not on the same level as LeBron James. Well, there was that plus, plus Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen were traded for. Right. They they were not free agents. They were traded for, and the Celtics spent a fortune to get those guys. Well, absolutely. And and that's my point with all this stuff is, look, we're not saying it's LeBron started it being a star or arguably the best player doing this. Like Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce joining forces, the, they can't win unless they do that. Absolutely. Because they're not you, LeBron. And, and that's always the thing that I always go to is like, look, guys, you're trying – if you want to compare – those guys with LeBron, but just stop comparing LeBron to all the greats. Just say, well, LeBron is in the same category as those guys. That's what I always go to, and that's when even more, and that's where the hypocrisy comes with LeBron fans following this guy around wherever he decides to go. And I always have a problem with that. Like Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, those guys aren't joining man. You know, they're going to use the guys they have. They're going to hope they get guys to join them, but they're not leaving. And, and making their own team. And remember, Magic Johnson, he did step up, you know, in the, those years with with Rath. He said, look, with Paul West, Paul, or Westhead was their coach, he said, I'm about to leave. This ain't going to work for me. And then the Lakers changed it. And they did get a coach fired. And they brought Pat Riley in. But Magic stayed. And he used the guys they had that they drafted. And Kareem obviously was with them. But he was, you know, the, the whole, I don't know how that trade thing went down. But the bottom line with all that is this. If you want to bring up LeBron James with the greatest of all time stuff, you got to realize he's always bouncing and picking up guys to, to help his legacy. He's not staying where he is. And, hey, help my legacy by bring these guys in. You know, and, and, and if they don't do it good enough for him, what does he do? He bounces. The Cleveland 2018, LeBron, I had so much respect for what he was doing with that team. That was not a great team. And they were outmanned against the Warriors, clearly, as they got swept. But if you say this is the greatest player of all time, you don't get swept. You don't get swept like that. And remember that game four. I'll never forget it. He he threw in the towel. There was a surrendering oh, absolutely. there. Absolutely. You know, it was a surrendering moment. And, and I'll tell you what. I want to watch NBA basketball again and I haven't watched him much this year, I kind of pay attention from the back. But I only want to watch him lose. And that does make oh. him important. I will I will watch if uh, the Warriors end up playing him in the playoff, that one-game playoff. I will watch that. Um, but And I will be wearing my Draymond Green jersey. Um, Me too. But, look, we got, we got to get going. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe this is going to be a two-parter. I'm not sure. I'm definitely oh, yeah, down for it. Nate Moss, who uh, oh, you know, would love yeah. to have conversation about LeBron and how much better he is than everybody else, and he uh, yeah. he wants some respect on that name for LeBron too. But look, this is but this is a conversation look, because I, I'm I'm gonna re- Go I'm gonna end with this. Sorry, I have to. LeBron James is Aaron Rodgers. He shrinks in moments yeah. where he knows he's the. Def- Stu and I know. Oh well, football's. 
four. He's supposed to win not one, not two, not three. So, look, LeBron James is Aaron Rodgers. He has a – you know, look at what Aaron Rodgers did in San Francisco. Look at LeBron. Look at what LeBron did in 2018 in that game four. And you tell me that those two reactions are not similar. They're not leaders, period. They're not. I agree with you totally. And, and honestly, I'm ready for him to lose and end his career. And, look, I, I think he's had a great career. It's one of the best, but I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of it. I want to watch the new crop. And guess what I really want? And this is basketball gods looking down at me and Tyler Hayward. The Warriors play in. They beat him. And the Grizzlies send LeBron James home. Oh, my gosh. I David. would be – I I will watch NBA basketball the rest of the year. Uh, yep. I, will, I would be – and so LeBron does have that going for him. We want to watch because we want to see him lose, and that does matter. But thanks, Tyler, for uh, helping me out on this. Uh, Could have got worse. It will get worse in part two when they lose. I can't wait. I, I, you know, look, I just can't wait. I can't wait till they lose. I'm excited about it. So uh, we will get on uh, more with this stuff on lab, and then we'll get back on. We have some Spartan stuff. Wolverine stuff to talk about. So uh, thanks for joining me, Tyler, again, as always, on the Life and Ball podcast. Like, share, comment. Oh, I know all the LeBron fans will have plenty to say when I post this. So uh, tune in. NBA playoffs start soon. Thanks for listening.